At Armstrong, your connectivity is backed by local technicians, our 24-7 network operations team, and our 24-7 customer service center. Armstrong, unmatched employees, unmatched customer care, unmatched fiber network. and welcome to Armstrong in the Loop podcast. I'm your host, Seth Prentice. And today, I'm honored to be joined by the owner of Curio Pool in Zeelianople, Jason Shore. Jason, welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing, Seth? Jason, you have a great background behind you with all these vintage Star Wars toys. And, you know, back early on in the pandemic, we had Lauren on to talk about the art side of Curio. And I wanted to bring you on to talk about the other important part which is your own hobby of vintage toys and collectibles. Yes, yeah. Talk to me about how you got into collecting toys and how this became something that you do now on a daily basis. Um, I think for a lot of toy collectors, it started back, of course, when I was a kid and I would get all the toys I could. And then sometimes, sometime around college, my mom sold everything at a garage sale. <laughs> for like pennies on the dollar. And um, now I'm just trying to relive my childhood a little bit. And, uh, you know, I, I, I just like to find the stuff and acquire the stuff and try to get some of those feelings back and enjoyment. So yeah, it's, I think that's, uh, that's about how it all happens. Um, somewhere around 20 years ago or so, I started going to a lot of the toy conventions. And um, I always thought, hey, I, I could probably do this myself at some point, you know? And, uh, but life gets in the way and things happen. And eventually, yeah, eventually I just said, let's, let's make this a go. So, yeah. Now I, I see behind you, your big love, which is Star Wars. Yes. Did you always start at Star Wars or was there another line that, uh, you got hooked on first, but then Star Wars overtook it? I'm, I'm trying to think. I remember I was five years old when Star Wars came out in 1977. I know I went and saw it in the theaters. And um, so that was probably it. Like I was five and boom, toys, Star Wars toys until I was 12 or 13 for my birthdays was everything, Christmas and birthday. So, but in there, there was just so many cool toys that came out during that time period of like the early seventies into the mid eighties. So even during that time, I was anything that was monsters or action figures or, or, had suction cups or made noises I would be buying, you know, um, I, I used to love all that stuff. Uh, but Star Wars is always kind of like that thing that resonated with me. I loved the mythology of it. Um, I still love Greek mythology and stuff today. And I love the storytelling. And so um, that's just kind of been my main focus. Um, uh, I've just always been into Star Wars. So as an adult, I've, I've tried to recollect all kinds of Star Wars things from the vintage line mostly that's what I enjoy the most so now you know with Star Wars you have something that's also very unique where the toy lines actually carried itself through from the 70s and then it had a little rebirth in the 90s then the new movies came out you know episodes one two and three and then you had the recent series of seven eight nine so the toy collection's really been going on for almost 40 years yeah yeah um and I found myself, like a lot of people did, starting to get a little caught up in it. I remember in the, uh, when the first line came back out, I think it was like 95, where they are all the buffed up guys. 
I started buying those because it was our first exposure to some Star Wars toys in a long time. And I thought, what am, what am I doing? Like, you know, and, and that's when they started doing the, they try to make it collectible. And people were like, well, there's a short sabered Luke in a car, in a tray that's made for a long saber and like all this stuff. So I don't know. I just got, got out of that. And then I have to say again, every time, like the new figures are really great. And the, this, the, uh, Black Series is phenomenal. I started buying, I was like, if I buy just the bad guys from The Force Awakens, that'll be good. Um, but they just came out with too many and um, really hard to find. This stuff's hard to find anymore. Remember, we were younger, we could go to the store and there was just rows and racks and pegs full of figures. And now there's like a tiny little section in Walmart. So, and usually it's empty. So yeah. even, be <laughs> even before the pandemic, right? So um, I just said, hey, I'm going to stick with the vintage. It's fun to find. It's fun to meet the people. That's what it's been so cool. I've met so many people. In fact, um, my like adult friend base right now has been based on toys. And it's really neat um, to share some of that with people. So, um, so through the years, the people I've met, the places I've gone, the stuff I've seen dealing with the vintage Star Wars collecting is really like, as important as you know, the figures themselves that they have. So, yeah. Well, when people come into your store and, and see your vintage collection, does that bring back memories for them that they pass on down to their kids and you start to see, you know, maybe a G.I. Joe collection comes back or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which is coming back again. Right. Yeah, it, it's pretty awesome. Um, I've had Usually people come in the store and it's just the way that it is. If it's a, if it's a couple, let's say uh, a man and woman come in and I say, you know, welcome to Curio. We specialize in handmade, uh, handmade stuff by local artists. Um, and I said, I also have a, a room of vintage and collectible toys. And immediately the husband looks at the wife, looks like it's for permission, I guess. And then psh, heads to the room and I hear, whoa, I had this or I had that. Every toy collector hears that. I used to have this. Um, and then he'll, you know, call his wife in and she reluctantly will go in and they'll talk about stuff. But I love that because I get to hear him talk about their childhood and the toys they had and how they probably blew it up with a firecracker or lost it in the creek. And I, I remember the same things, you know. Um, and then something else really cool that happened just yesterday. Um, there was a little boy who didn't want to go to the doctor and he had been to the store before and he had to go to the doctor for a yearly checkup and his mom used our store as bribe say if you go to the doctor and you're really good i'll take you to the toy store and i'll take you to curio and check it out and that was his and he got to spend time in here and that just that made my heart feel warm to know that he was just really into it so yeah that, that's pretty cool that's awesome uh you know while we have the chance can we see what the room looks like behind you yeah, so we, we have two rooms here. Our old space was really small. We're in a much bigger space now. And I, I created this room. Uh, there's lots of lights. It's a little more um, sterile looking in a way because I have the glass cabinets and all. Um, it's, it's more the vintage and a little bit of the higher end price stuff. And then we have an entire basement, which I'd love to show you sometime too. But the basement is fantastic as well. But this room, um, so when you come in, it starts behind me here you can see with the Star Wars I have three cases wow. and um, as it moves down the cases I should go this way there's I have a whole thing of GI Joe figures um, they're not carded but the collection I got them from the guy saved the entire card back 
not just ah. cut out the file, but save the whole card back. And it's a little bumpier than I thought. And um, so yeah, I have all those figures in plastic little blister packs I put on there. Um, and then behind me this way, if I turn, is a whole wall of G.I. Joe um, vehicles and different things with their boxes. And then uh, as I come over here, oh yeah, I always have this, you can see this TV down here. It's a VCR <laughs> TV combo, so I can play old VCR VHS tapes. And uh, and then just more, a lot of this is the more modern Star Wars, but it's, it's pretty neat with the comic packs and some of the, some of the figures that I know that kids aren't going to buy and just rip open usually, which is fine if that's what they want to do. Not the vintage, I won't, won't accept that. <laughs> no, but uh, downstairs has more of the $5 kind of variety that I know that kids will probably open and enjoy. Um, and then I have another smaller case over here. You can kind of go down. And that case has a lot of like loose figures from different lines and various things. Uh, and then some Beast Wars up top and Power Rangers and a few other things. So. Yeah, so it kind of, it's a small room, but it's packed full of goodness, I always say, so. Oh, this is awesome. Thanks, thank you very much. Now, if you were to talk to someone about wanting to get into the vintage toy collecting, you know, what are some tips that you would have for them? And I'm sure it's gonna be first select the line that you want or the, the brand you want, but yeah, it's a little more than that. Um, one thing that's really neat now that wasn't there when I started out. When I started out, literally there was a, a, a newspaper you would open up and it had toy shops all over the US in it. And they would list what they had like that month. And would call and say, do you still have this? And if they did, you'd send like a money order and they'd send it to you and you hope they weren't lying about it. Um, but now, you know, just skipping past eBay, I'm saying on Facebook, you can join some awesome groups where the communities are really close knit and they, I've made some friends even through that um, and, and in a few other states that I've visited and, and talked to. But um, that's a good way to get some toys. Uh, you can buy, you can see lots of pictures, you can ask for references on people. Um, so th that's really good. Um, and there's something for everyone. Like if you are into Cabbage Patch Kids, you can go into a Cabbage Patch Kids site. If you, you know, it's pretty neat. Um, Otherwise, really, go into your local toy shop like this. We're all over in different places, and we like to help each other out. So people come here, and I tell them different places that I've been or where to go. Um, there's local toy shows that happen, and that's a great place because I still like to go and touch whatever it is, look at it, turn it around, talk to um, the person. There's sometimes a story behind it, which is really cool. Find out the story. And... Um, yeah, I, I would say if you're a beginning collector, figure out something that you're not worried about the value, you're worried about, not worried about the money value, you're worried about the personal value, what it means to you, and then go from there. Um, if you're in it because you're trying to invest, forget about it. Um, at some point, th things just go up and down and up and down. You never know. So if you'd yeah, know, yeah. then in 1978, I would have bought a bunch of 12-back Star Wars figures and held on to them. So, well, back in 19... I'm sure you would uh, also have tried to have gotten the mail away Boba Fett figure, but that's right, right. a story for a different day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, the one question I do have for you, though, is, is there a figure in your collection or maybe multiple toys that really have a story to tell for you? 
Um, yeah, I guess I kind of anticipated you'd ask me that, or at least I'd hope you would. So I brought along, uh, I brought along this, which is a, a 12 back Darth Vader, and they call it a 12 back uh, because there were the 12 original figures, and they were actually illustrated on the back. Uh, they weren't even photographed yet; they're kind of all illustrated. And so this stands out to me. This, of course, wasn't my personal one from when I was a kid. I opened it up and played with it, but. Um, Darth Vader means a lot, and this figure means a lot to me because when I got back into collecting uh, in my adult adulthood, I bought that figure for a really good price through the little newspaper I told you about, and I got it. And I was so excited; it was like the main thing in my collection, and it still is. But it was the main expensive thing in my collection, and um, at the time, it was like unbelievably priced. You know, it was. Uh, I think it was like a hundred dollars I picked it up for and that was expensive for me and was like worried about just paying that much money for it but it meant something to me um and because it meant something to me because I remember my dad taking me to see Star Wars and we had no idea there's no there weren't trailers out there everywhere there's no internet to like rip apart the movie before it even came out there's no spoiler alerts because you didn't know and my dad took me and we sat down at the movie theater and I just remember Darth Vader walking in as his first beginning parts of the movie after the stormtroopers break through and then this black figure, this silhouette, walks into the all-white hallway, and I was like, "Who is this guy?" You know, he's barely on camera, but he just like he just excited me. The mask, everything. So I kind of have a Darth Vader thing. I have a lot of Darth Vader figures at home, and he's just one of them. Um, but that's that's my favorite from that toy line. Um, the, the other favorite figure I don't have. I need to find it still, and it is an alien kenner made it same as the star wars figure but it's an 18 inch so like this big alien doll you don't like to use the word term doll but it gives you the idea of the size and uh and it was put out uh and it was actually a little bit scary for kids because it had like the jaw that extended it had a glow-in-the-dark head uh, it was it was created by an artist hr giger who is famous for the biomechanical art style and uh I had one and my mom sold it when I went to college. I've seen them since, but it's hard to find complete and nice. And I've been focused on Star Wars for so long. I think now I'd like to pick that one other item up. I know a local toy store that has one. I might go get it. But uh, like I said, I still go shopping at, at places too. So That's awesome. And I love the fact that you're still so passionate about it, that you're helping to create generations now, you know. Yeah. You know, it's, his daughters, they're getting involved because of something that you're helping to create now. Yeah, thank you. It's, it is exciting. I, I, when we did the downstairs, um, my, my wife said, you realize you've created a room that adults can come down and enjoy. I usually play 80s music and there's a pinball machine and stuff. But she said, also, this is the first time some of these kids are seeing a room, like we talked about, where there's figures just on the walls and there's different types, more girl-oriented toys, more boy-oriented toys, if you want to look at it that way. And the kids just, they go down. I didn't know if they'd be into it as much. And you just hear them downstairs. They love it. And uh, they get really excited. And so my wife's like, you know, you've created that for them. And that's what I love, too. Yeah. Now, I know that you're fine, but I'm sure you're still selling not only your collection, but do if others would have figures in their own collection or collectibles in general, are you still uh, buying from others? Yeah, I, no one leaves the store without me saying, hey, if you have any old toys in your attic, basement, crawl space, storage, let me know. I'm always buying. Um, I've had some, 
some strange things come through the door that I haven't bought uh, just because I don't. Uh, sometimes things look vintage and they've been out like very recently. You can still buy them in the, in the store. Um, but I do, I look for toys from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Um, basically and mostly action-based. Um, you know, I do have some My Little Ponies downstairs and I have some uh, My Little Pet Shop toys, but uh, my heart is with those uh, fun toys from the 70s and 80s. And then like you said, they've, there's been a resurgence, you know, Teenage Mut Mutant Ninja Turtles are back out and some of the new Star Wars stuff and um, different lines are finding their way back out again. And they have through the years. The Mutant Ninja Turtles have been, you know, they've been, have many different, uh, I don't know what you'd want to say. They've had many different looks over the years and they've been coming out. So some of them I still like to get, but yeah, the 70s and 80s are, are really where I enjoy. When I see someone walking the door with a box, I get really excited and we look through it. And, and then I like to hear the stories, like I said. So, or I go to people's houses. You can give me a call and I'll come out and take a look. If you don't want to dig around through things, uh, I just had a, a woman get a hold of me. She's in her late 70s and her husband, and these were the toys of her 50-year-old son. And they said they had all these great Star Wars figures, and I was so excited. And I drove to their house in Pittsburgh, and I got there and I pulled out a baggie with 30 beat-up, destroyed figures in it, like legs missing, and they thought they had a gold mine. And I actually didn't even buy it. I said, I'm sorry, I can't even can't even give you anything that you would feel comfortable with having so we just kind of passed on it uh but i was there for like a half an hour to talk to them so it was neat yeah. that's awesome we'll share your contact information the website as well uh at, in the podcast link uh so that people can go onto your site or give you a call uh anything that you would like to leave on that might uh spark someone to start their own collection um I don't know what I'd say to that. I guess I would just say that, uh, just think about re what resonates with you. And, and if you see it somewhere, maybe don't jump at it and buy it right away. Think about it a little bit, but you also have to remember that stuff goes and it's hard to find. If you see something and you let it go too long, it might be gone the next day. You know, you never know, but you don't want to jump into something and not think it through a little because you're going to go down a crazy rabbit hole in collecting and you could there's branches everywhere um so you have to watch yourself a little bit especially with the pocketbook <laughs> that is true well jason i thank you so much for your time today and i'd love to have you back on and i want to see the rest of the toy room so definitely going to have to come on down and check it out great thank you seth thank you so much for armstrong in the loop podcast i'm seth prentice keeping you are you enjoying armstrong in the loop podcast great news all past and current episodes are available on popular streaming apps and websites search armstrong in the loop podcast and subscribe today When it comes to internet service, you get it all with Zoom from Armstrong. There's unlimited data for unlimited downloads, low latency for seamless streaming and gaming, plus an unmatched fiber network for speeds that can't be beat. Find out for yourself. Go to armstrongonewire.com Zoom and get high-speed internet for as low as $34.95 a month. No contracts, no hidden fees, just internet made easy. That's Zoom internet from Armstrong. 